Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. And welcome to the official start of the offseason. I guess this is uh, kind of phase two of our offseason because the Vikings offseason started long ago. Several weeks ago, like a month ago, pretty much. Uh, so we're pretty deep into off-season discussions, but uh, this is a really fun time of year on this show. If you're new, maybe you joined the show as a fan of the Vikings throughout the season. Uh, this is a daily Viking show, 365 days a year here on Purple Daily, and we don't stop once the NFL season stops. In fact, business picks up yeah. once the NFL season stops, boys. We accelerate. We accelerate, and this is great because... <laughs> We've been um, recklessly speculating and hypothesizing about what make what might take place with the Vikings, but the problem is until the season actually comes to its conclusion with the Super Bowl, that's basically all you can do. But now, and you started to see it with some reports on Saturday and Sunday. Now, business is back open, and that's the greatest part about this. Now you're getting real conversations and real information. I, I've always said this, you know, I honestly enjoy this time of year, probably more than, than like the, than, than like weeks two through five of the season. Yeah. Because weeks two through five, you know, they're still getting their footing, right? The games can lag a little bit. They can be good, but they don't, don't they aren't necessarily, this is just where everyone has to be on point. I love well, this stuff. 
Yeah, the I mean, just like the idea as a fan of how do you make your team better? What moves yeah. should be made for the immediate future, for the long-term future? In this case, this is the first time since, well, six years ago, since the Vikings hosted the Super Bowl at U.S. Bank Stadium. It's the first time that they haven't had a starting quarterback under contract going into this time of year. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many possibilities. But we're going to get into, so we have two episodes of Purple Daily for you today. This one is going to center around the latest Vikings news reports, rumors, and speculation from Super Bowl weekend. And then we'll give you more of a like a broad, we'll talk about some different Super Bowl things. We'll do a hard count episode uh, for the second one here. So before we get to anything, Judd, tell the audience about our favorite pit stop, Quick Trip, baby. That's right. And it's our favorite pit stop because it's not just about one thing. Right there, you're looking at the delicious offerings that are available at Quick Trip. And I remind you, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you can get those at Quick Trip. But here's the great thing. And guys, especially like for me, I'd like to simplify your life, right? Well, guess what? You you also uh, can stop there and fill up the old tank. Quality gasoline guarantee. That's right. Quality. Every drop of gasoline that goes into your car. Quick Trip guarantees it's going to be exactly what you expect. And um, that is such a nice thing. Peace of mind. And again, you can also just stop in there and get whatever you need. Quick Trip is the official sponsor, and we appreciate that presenting sponsor of Purple Daily. Okay, boys. Let's start with the latest on Kirk Cousins. The latest news, the latest insiding here. I'm going to read you a quote from our uh, our good friend Tom Pelissero, our old coworker Tom Pelissero, NFL Network. So he went on uh, one of these. It was it was the NFL Network pregame show, but it was one of these like millions of hits that they're doing to fill ten hours of pregame programming. And uh, Tom said, "quote The Vikings would like to re-sign Kirk Cousins, but Cousins will have a strong market. He believes." even at age 35 coming off a torn Achilles. Minnesota is examining all options in the event Cousins ends up landing elsewhere. In fact, if the price tag goes too high, the Vikings would likely pursue a more economic veteran as a bridge quarterback. He then mentions Sam Darnold by name. So Pelissero only mentioned one potential bridge quarterback by name if they can't sign Cousins, and it was Sam Darnold, backup for Brock Purdy where the Vikings could, quote from Tom, hope that the veteran bridge guy becomes this year's Baker Mayfield while also buying them time to develop a rookie quarterback. I'll stop there because there's, there's another thing here too, like involving Justin Jefferson, but yeah. the, name, the name Sam Darnold triggered people all across. I got text messages coming in, tweets. Haven't checked the uh, the feedback inbox yet, but uh, the name Sam Darnold was very triggering for a lot of Vikings fans. All right. So it, keep in mind, the words, though, are bridge quarterback. So no matter who you get there, it's going. It's not going to be a guy that, that you are counting on to start for five years. It's going to be a guy that I'm, I'm going to presume that in the world that Tom is talking about, they're also going to draft a quarterback. And keep in mind, too, Uh, Just for point of reference here, the 2025 QB draft is not very heralded. So I'm almost certain that this entire scenario that Tom just uh, potentially laid out there is a scenario, a world in a world where Kirk Cousins walks away from your team. You then you then get a bridge. So so Darnold, it could be Minshew. But the point being is it's not the long term fix. 
and then you draft a quarterback. And look, here's the thing. If that guy shows up at camp, I mean, let's just say for the sake of conversation that Thor is right. Thor, Nystrom, our buddy who knows more about the draft than almost anyone is right. And J.J. McCarthy is the pick, okay? He shows up for camp, and he's clicking. He's ready to go. It's a competition then. So, like, I, I think we're... I think we're too fixated on, in 2018, the Vikings signed a number one quarterback to try to win a Super Bowl. It didn't work, unfortunately. And, and in fact, it's only in the time since then resulted in one playoff win. But I think we're too fixated on, oh, my God, Sam Darnold's going to be the quarterback. We're comparing him to, because Kirk is a really good quarterback, yeah. right? So we're, we're comparing yes. him to Kirk. So, so I, I would It's urge, very triggering for me, too, though. I mean, I really? don't. Back away from the ledge, folks. It's going to be. Oh, okay. I, I have a bigger concern that at some point I'd like to get to, and I sent you guys this note as we prepped yesterday. Um, I My bigger concern is, and the answer might be yes. So this might all be from the speculation from the outside world. Do the Vikings have a clear cut plan here? Like, do they have a, like Kirk, when you told Kirk last March and Kirk evidently, Told you, hey, here's the price of poker. I'm willing to take, in my opinion, a little bit less. Here's what I'll do. And the Vikings are like, yeah, we're good. Which, by the way, I, I respect it. That's totally, they're right. Yeah. But at that point in time, why are why are we in this world where we'd really like Kirk back, though? We'd really like Kirk. You made, you made your bed last March. Do you have a plan? It feels very toxic between the two. It feels like, you know, there were some signals that they were going to break up a year ago, but they kept the marriage together for the kids. You know, for for Justin and for Jordan and for uh, uh, Alexander Madison, I don't know. Like TJ <laughs> does sound like kids' names. And now, and now it's like the, like the Vikings were kind of the ones last year that said, you know, I don't know if this relationship's working. So maybe we should maybe we should just kind of see if things get better in the coming weeks. But now that Kirk's been out flirting, right? Kirk's out there on Sky Sports. Kirk's out. Kirk is he's swiping on. On free agency football, uh, what you call it, right? And uh, and the Vikings are kind of like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we would like to rekindle the flame in this relationship. It does feel like there's some uncertainty on the, like the Vikings would like to resign Kirk Cousins, is the lead of this Tom Pelissera report. Well, Kirk Cousins has made it pretty clear for a year now that yeah, I'd love to come back, but my line in the sand doesn't change based on my Achilles injury. I want certainty i want at least two years guaranteed so how are they going to figure this out in in the next month i mean it's easy for me like just kirk right it's a one-year deal if you want to come back it's one year 30 million dollars we'd love to have you back uh if that's not enough for you then hey thanks for the six years of hollow statistics and that one playoff victory will wish you good luck in atlanta or pittsburgh or wherever you wind up right Mm -hmm. So it's a little different because he was still under contract, but look at the dates too when Kirk Cousins restructured or reworked new deals with the Vikings. So in 2020, he had a two-year contract on March 18th of 2020. So probably right, and I don't have when the league dates start in these respective seasons, but probably right around it's, it's the league It's that date, week usually, yeah. You know, and then in 2021, he's or 22, excuse me, in March of 2022, he signed a one-year $35 million fully guaranteed extension through 2023 on March 13th. So yes, he is a free agent. This is different, right? Like the, the Vikings still had Kirk Cousins when they reworked or added extensions or, and, and we worked the contract, but I do believe if this actually does happen, it's probably going to happen close to free agency. 
And if the Vikings have had a plan here of, all right, we've tried our first negotiation tactic and it failed, we can try to pick things back up because we still have a month before that free agency window opens. We can still renegotiate or rework a new deal. But also Kirk has historically always signed right around these type of timelines of when the free agency actually starts. But it needs to, in my opinion, it needs to get done soon. Like if he is going to, if here's what I don't get. Do both sides not know what they want here? And and this also involves a very simple question. The simple question is this. Kirk, we offer you two years, and we draft J.J. McCarthy, and he is the heir apparent. This is not a Jaron Hall. Well, we hope he's good, but we have no idea, and who knows. This is a, this is a your replacement is on the roster, and, and you are akin to a very good bridge QB. Can you take that? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And, and I don't think you, I don't think he wants that. Well, I agree with you, but my point is then it's just over. But even then, like if you're the Vikings, why would you want that? I, why would I, you again? If it's a if it's a one a one year yes. bridge is very different than a two year bridge or a three year bridge. I know a lot of Vikings fans are looking at the Packers and how they've kind of lucked their way into these scenarios for the last twenty years. But I would poke back at that and say, well, who's to say the Packers just dumped all that money into Aaron Rodgers, who he was literally making like $50 million a year with the Packers the last couple of years. While Jordan loves rookie contract, the sand runs out of the hourglass and uh, and Packer fans do a victory lap like, see, look at this. This is the way we develop. You sit for a half a decade behind the other guy and wait your turn. Well, who's to say Jordan Love wasn't ready to play two years ago? And they just wasted a rookie scale contract. Now they're going to have to pay him, right? Well, yeah. So exactly. get, get yes. into it. What the Packers do in, in the current day and age of, of how the system works makes no sense because they have. So Jordan Love, they didn't. And I mean, this is rare. They kept him, but they didn't pick up the fifth year option because he basically hadn't played. They lowballed him. And now mm-hmm. they're going to have to pay. So, yeah, you want, if you draft McCarthy or you draft a, a first-round QB, that five-year contract is part of the strategy. It's not this, well, let's let us let him cook while Kirk plays. And But, Phil, I'm with you. I don't think Kirk Cousins wants that. Like, I think this is a very simple discussion. Kirk, here's our offer for two years, or to your point, a year. Do you mind br- being basically what amounts to a bridge? And I think he, he would say, I prefer not to be. I, I see myself as a viable – I mean – there's a reason why that the man has never had any competition brought in here. Cause he doesn't, he can't handle you it. Remember, Is that what you're saying? Yes. You remember that, that, that slappy from the Calgary Stampeders year. This, this was very instructive. Like four years ago, the Vikings brought in a CFL guy, you know, just for a workout, but he was pretty good. And that he basically said, I, I think they said, you know, What's your goal here? And his his statement, I think, was to take Kirk's job. 
And they're yeah, like, he said, I want to be a starting quarterback. You're, yeah. you're out of here. No way. We can't do that to Kirk. So no, anyway. You're here to be an assistant coach for Kirk. Help exactly watch, right. Help, and, you can and, watch film for him on Tuesdays, and then you can you know, give him the cliff well, notes. No, but exactly. So I got a lot of questions about, like, what's transpiring here. I, I think if I'm ranking, like, you know, so the, the Vikings, again, back to the Palisera report, and then we'll get to some of this other stuff. There's some Daniel stuff. But the Vikings would like to re-sign Kirk Cousins. And then there's a bunch of butts. So I would rank the scenarios this way. Number one for me would just be, you know what? Actually, number one would be he comes back on a one-year deal. Maybe that maybe it's a two-year deal, but it's only one year guaranteed. So you can get out, you can get out from under it after one year, and it's for way less than market value. I know he's not going to do that, but that's my number one choice. That'd be great. He can be your bridge quarterback, whether he wants to help JJ McCarthy or Jaden Daniels or not doesn't really matter he's only going to be here for like a year kevin o'connell is going to be the one that is tasked with developing the new quarterback right my number two option involving kirk if if we're assuming that like they're not just they're going to offer him a contract i think i think it would i think they've probably already offered him something and it's sitting out there and obviously kirk doesn't like it option number two for me would be a three-year deal so you could you might as well go if you're going to do it go do three so you can shove money into the future and sign free agents this this spring. I would rather do that than a two-year deal, like a guaranteed two-year deal. Because wow. guess what? A guaranteed two-year deal, the month the, the window isn't flexible enough to me to like shove oh. money into the future. Yeah. And it kind of prevents you from taking advantage of a rookie scale quarterback contract. So pick either be done in the short term now or after one year. Or go long term again and roll the dice on a 36, 37, 38 year old. These little like two year inflexible contracts they keep doing are crippling the franchise in so many ways. So I'm I'm done with those. Well, and the two year I I would not do under any circumstance. Fully guaranteed, no way. No way. But what I want to know is is like is this does this plan exist? Are they just sort of hoping that Kirk comes back? Like, like, are they still? This sounds like they're still flexible to Kirk potentially coming back. And yes, if it's our, at our price, it's fine. But there's no, I don't believe the Pelissero report has any, anything on the term. So, like, are we talking about potentially three years now? Because if we're talking about three years, are you going to draft a quarterback? Like, no, you just, would. You would not then draft yeah, a quarterback. So, my, so my point is this: we, it feels like when you last March made a decision on Kirk's contract that, okay, that was going to mark a very important date in like the relationship of cousins, crazy and Kevin O'Connell. And now it feels like they're trying to sort of fudge. And again, I'll come back to my question is do the, is there a plan in place here? Like, is this, is this partially based on hope? Cause here, here's my concern. So they go to Kirk with a contract and and let's say it's the day before the league year starts and and we're now to down the path of if that starts then Kirk's entire dead cap hit for 2024 kicks onto your cap and that's huge trouble so could they be convinced because they've certainly been schnuckered before by Mike McCartney Kirk's agent to be like okay let's settle in the middle here let's settle in the middle i just they're there's a lot of business dealings and football ops here that I guess I'm growing concerned about, but by the reports I'm reading, I'm hoping that there's some, there's something being lost in translation. That's my only thought is that we're not getting something in the translation here, but 
you know, McCartney and and Kirk have won these negotiations every single time. And until that door is closed, I become concerned that they're going to win again and that the Vikings are going to celebrate it as some type of what I would consider to be a very hollow victory. But are you also like wanting and asking the Vikings brass to basically come out and say, hey, here's our plan on February 11th? Oh, no. What I'm saying is because we're we're just like, we're not going to know until the free agency really. Like, I don't think they're going to show that card either. So, like, we're, we're, yes, we're caught in limbo and we're we're trying to pontificate and and figure out what the heck they're trying to do. But also, like, the Vikings aren't, I don't think, going to come out and say, like, hey, on February 12th today, our plan is to do this with Kirk Cousins either. No, Judd, if I could speak for you for a second, I think what Judd is saying is these reports after the Vikings and Kirk were clearly far apart a year ago. The Vikings said, you know what? We're not really sure about this thing long term. So mm-hmm. let's just go into the season and you can become a free agent. They kind of made their decision back then, right? And Kirk has said the entire time, I want term. I want certainty. I want, he, he's, he doesn't want to sign a one-year contract. He wants to know where he's going to be for multiple years. The Vikings clearly aren't offering that. And they haven't for the last year or two years, right? And so these reports that the Vikings would like to re-sign Kirk Cousins are really fascinating because if you really want to re-sign Kirk Cousins, you know what he wants. So what's right. the like what what is this gray well, area here? And and Dex, my, my point about um potentially some of these talks being lost in translation of the reporting is Pelicero is incredibly well plugged in. Yeah. So like he's not going to guess about something. He's being told directly by one of the two camps. Here's what's transpiring. I wish there was another step that Tom had about, because yes, they don't want to, the Vikings don't want to pay Kirk too much. But the last time I looked at the Cousins McCartney scorecard, the Vikings, (laughs) it's been a knockout. Oh my God. And the Vikings aren't, and the Vikings haven't gotten off the canvas once yet. So yes, I think that there is, I think your point is very, very valid. I also think that there is cause for trepidation here. Here's the other thing on the Pelissero report. He follows up and says, the QB situation is even more complicated for the Vikings with Justin Jefferson's contract situation, noting, quote, Jefferson is going to want answers to the quarterback position before he signs on for the long haul. Now, answers could mean a bunch of different things, but... It could mean Kirk Cousins. It could mean some other plan in free agency, or it could mean a draft pick in the top 11. But I don't know that this is going to become fully clear until after the draft. So we're probably not looking at a Justin Jefferson extension unless they give him like, all right, you want that Nick Bosa plus a million contract? Maybe he would just sign it then. Right. But this kind of seems like he's going to want answers that might not exist until the draft. So we might be waiting for several months on a Justin Jefferson contract, which is interesting. And I wonder if that's what, um, and you're probably going to get to this report, but I wonder if that's what spurred the talk of of the Vikings going up to three to try and get Jaden Daniels at the Patriots pick to, because obviously if you did that, I think Jefferson is very pleased. Um, And I guess my question would be this as well. When Jefferson and and one, I'm still convinced that the most important thing is he he gets the bag which he deserves. But I wonder if this also comes down to the fact that you know Kirk Cousins, if he resigns, he's going to be 36. So that doesn't really provide. I mean, 
Justin's a young man that doesn't really provide the type. If I'm going to sign with you for the long term, I, I need a lot more certainty than the geriatric quarterback that you now employ is going to be throwing throwing me th- the ball because one he did rip his Achilles and two that's a very much a year to year proposition. Like Jaden yeah. Daniels is a solution. It's a potential answer. Kirk Cousins is right now sort of just gluing the situation together, but that's certainly not in far as far as Justin Jefferson goes, the long term solution. Well, let's get into the the draft speculation thing here. Speculation. All right, again, these are like credible NFL insiders that very rarely have opinions that aren't from sources, right? They're inciting in Vegas where everyone's up till <sighs> four and they're all schnookered. Yeah, those guys, I mean, the conversations that are happening, there's a reason why all this information starts coming out around the Super Bowl because everyone's together. They're all drinking bourbon together. They're all at nice steak gamble, restaurants. Gamble you know? a little bit. Yeah, they're at the blackjack table. So Dan Graziano from ESPN says, the Patriots need a quarterback, but there are people around the league who believe they are open to trading the number three pick, moving back in the draft and addressing the quarterback position in free agency. Interesting. If the Patriots do trade that pick, the two teams I would keep an eye on are the Falcons moving up from eight and the Vikings moving up from 11. Assuming they don't bring back Kirk Cousins. Minnesota knows it eventually has to address the quarterback position long term. And the notion of bringing in Jaden Daniels to pair with LSU alum star wideout Justin Jefferson has appealed to some in the organization. Okay, this that, is, that's, he's not just waking up. Oh my no. god, what do, what do I file on ESPN.com no. today, right? So let's try and connect the dots here now, too, because I will say this: Coward can say some really, Colin Coward can say some really odd things and have some bad takes, but he's also plugged in. Like he definitely has a pipeline in the league. He uh, just like for some clarification there, he is texting and phone call friends with like five NFL general managers. He regularly would get dinner with Sean Payton before Payton took the job with the Broncos. I mean, he's like friends with people that run NFL franchises, but he, but he doesn't report things. Usually he just like gives his opinion, right? But his opinion is rooted in like a thing that a GM might've told him on the car ride phone call, you know, but he, he came out with with that. um, I would call it interesting trade scenario reckless speculation a couple weeks back about justin jefferson and the vikings 11 pick and the vikings Mm -hmm. first round pick next year going to the patriots which by the way i don't think is going to take place but i don't think he pulled the vikings out of the out of a hat i think that somebody probably told him the vikings are calling and then he probably recklessly speculated what it would take yep um because to go back to a conversation that I think we probably had this almost a month ago now, and I think Dex brought this up originally, and I agree with it. If you're going to make that type of trade, that ain't a draft night trade. That's a trade that you make in like early March and lock in, which by the way, then you know Kirk Cousins is just gone. So like you're and not, then, and then Jefferson knows like, okay, this is this is what's happening, yep. right? Yep, yep. So I guess my point is this: I think this makes a ton of sense. And going back to a conversation that predates. All of these, I think we brought up the fact that the Patriots have a ton of holes. Like the Patriots are are the type of rebuilding franchise that probably could afford to trade back and address a lot of needs, like by getting excess picks. It just makes a lot of sense 
that the Patriots might say, you know, it would be great to get the quarterback now, but we have a lot of positions of need and extra draft picks would actually help us. Mm-hmm. So this one, this one to me, this one actually makes a lot more sense than having no plan with Kirk. Yeah, I wonder though, like trading up to three is interesting because you're not in control of how the quarterbacks fall. And there's some steam that Caleb Williams might not be as ironclad number one anymore. Is Drake May ironclad too? So I guess if if you're trading up to three thinking Jaden Daniels is our guy. Yeah. And then the commanders take him second. True. Would you, but you're not like totally in love with Drake May. It's, it would just be an interesting spot to be in. Maybe you let, would you then trade back a few spots after you've already traded up and just take JJ McCarthy plus the extra second round pick? You know, it's, you can't be sure about who's going to be there at three, right. I guess, is my main point. Right. I guess you, you would probably have to like two of the three a lot. Right. So, so like if, if you were up at three and you really like two of the three, yeah, you know, um, but the other thing that's weird, too, and we, we've seen this a bunch and it's just now a yearly occurrence, especially on the draft, you guys, is this. It is incredible how much information gets out to the public and us, but it's not what the information is inside the league. So, like, I'm, I'm all, I've become very leery of, like, Drake May might fall a little bit, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, my my point is. There's always a few guys that the information that's being put out by teams is false or by agents is false. So yeah. we hear Will Levis is probably going to be a top five pick or top 10 pick, right? But he's privately free falling. Yeah. So like, there's just a lot of things here. But anyway, trying to make a focused move to get up in the draft, to me, still makes more sense than not really having prioritized your situation, which I find hard to believe and just saying, well, number one, we just hope that Kirk comes back. Yep. It is. Uh, and maybe they, and maybe they have decided already internally. Okay. We know he's not going to take a one year deal. He's going to explore the market. So we also don't want to nuke the relationship. So we'll just, you know, whatever. True. We'll yep. just leave our offer unchanged and it'll play out how it plays out. Uh, and then one more nugget here on Daniil Hunter. So this is from two different ESPN insiders. Dan Graziano, we'll start with. He said, Minnesota's other business, most prominently a potential new deal for Daniil Hunter before he hits the market, is on hold until they figure out what's going on with Kirk Cousins. If I'm Daniil Hunter and I read that report, or I hear that report, I'm not too thrilled about that, right? I get that like you have to prioritize your quarterback situation, but... Oh, I'm just, I'm just on hold. I led the NFL in TFLs. You know, I've been trying to get a long-term contract for years, and this is like the third off-season where I'm just, I'm just on hold. And then Jeremy Fowler, friend of the show, former Vikings beat writer, ESPN insider, he lists the Bears and Jaguars as potential suitors for Daniil Hunter once he hits the free agent market. Speculation. The Bears could easily do it. Can you imagine? What Montez Sweat and Daniil Hunter in your division? It would be uh be bad news. <laughs> be bad news. You know, okay, so here's I I'm with you. Of all of these reports, this one to me intrigued me the most. So Daniil at every turn here has basically been and, and yes, he got you know rework contracts, but he signed a well below market 
value second contract, which is his fault and his agent's fault, but still. And now coming off a year where you couldn't have done more, where you could not have done more, you're being told to hold on for, again, a guy whose situation, quite frankly, should be very, you know, should be known by now. So like, are the Vikings, are the Vikings prepared to give Kirk a pot of gold because they panic? Like, why are you making, it'd be one thing if you were, if the report was, well, they're still in negotiations with the Hunter camp, totally get that. And he might leave, but are you really going to put him on, on the back burner? Maybe they've decided, Hey, cause we could do a deeper dive on this again at some point, but he's 29 and we don't think of 29 as being, you know, on the verge of like falling off an age cliff in the NFL, but as an edge rusher, and you start to look at some of the metrics, like his sack numbers were huge. His TFLs were huge, but in terms of like pressure rate, pass rush, win rate, hit the football sounder for that one. He's not elite at all anymore compared to some of the Max Crosby's and Nick Bosa's and Miles Garrett's. Could the Vikings have decided? I mean, we've spent the last few months saying, you know what? Yeah, we'd we'd for sure look to bring him back on like a three-year deal. Could they be looking at it and saying, boy, by the time the Bears and the Jaguars, like he's going to hit the market. By the time these other teams get involved, we're talking about $23, $24 million a year, multi-year contract, at least two years guaranteed for a guy that's, 29 years old he's no longer an elite when you look at some of the underlying stuff is he going to be elite the next two years what if they have decided internally eh, we're just uh we're not that into a 60 million dollar contract for daniel hunter we haven't really talked about that possibility there is a possibility but if you if you decided that are you then going to bring kirk back <laughs> you, sh- you probably shouldn't like you should just probably lean in lean into the right just the getting like- the getting younger side of the equation here, yeah right? This is probably to another bigger episode. We talked about this two type of paths on Purple Daily on draft, which you're going to find on Monday afternoon too. But if the Vikings re-sign Kirk and Daniel, let's say, well, that means they have to replenish depth and replenish everything else in the draft, right? Like they they will have to. They'll have next to no cap space to really make other impact moves. It's going to be very tough for them. However, the flip side of that, if Kirk and Daniel walk away and you maybe trade up for a quarterback, you would technically have a little bit more free agent space to replace some of that depth. So you can yeah. kind of take two different paths there. Which one is it? Do you want to re-sign and run it back? But then you're going to have to really nail a draft class. That puts a ton of pressure on Quasey. Or would you rather supplement some of that stuff in free agency and maybe draft your rookie quarterback and start to move on? Yeah, I mean, it's... I think at the end of the day, I think the Wilfs are just sitting in the back room, right? They're sitting in the penthouse of TCO Performance Center. And they are deathly afraid of what would happen if you said goodbye to both Kirk Cousins and Neil Hunter. To them, it would be, oh my God, there's there's no way we're going to compete to win a division and sneak into the playoffs and get beat at home by the Giants, right? Right. right. And I, I would just tell them, the fans aren't going to go anywhere. If 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 that's the decision that the people you hired to run your organization are making, saying, listen, like. For us to maximize our chances to win a championship in a three to five year window, we may have to just sort of reset things a little bit in 2024. Okay, then aim, then aim for a, a a three year window. But until proven otherwise, this ownership group is obsessed with just short term bridge of your nose thinking 
How can we scrape together enough cushion, the you know, coins out of the couch cushions to get one more free agent over here and bring Kirk back? And like that's how they've operated for the last six years. So what's the goal here though? Like we just watched a Super Bowl last night between two really good teams, and we sort of saw what it takes. Now Mahomes puts the Chiefs in a different stratosphere, but let's just take San Francisco. And we sort of saw what that takes, okay? So, like, let's say you do bring guys back and you run this thing back. Ultimately, is the answer to my question, you know what, we just want to be able to win the division or have a chance to win Mm -hmm. the division every season. Because there's nothing, if if you bring back Hunter and Cousins and you nail the draft class, you still don't have enough depth on both sides of the football, especially defense, to be where San Francisco is. And also, like, there, there's a whole draft part of this conversation, too, which is, you know, you went and we went over it on a couple different episodes this last week. When you whiff on four straight drafts, basically, and I'm not even talking about 2022, which was a fifth whiff after a pretty good 2021 draft. Mm-hmm. The, Chief, the Chiefs have the youngest defense of a Super Bowl winner in recent NFL history. They've nailed some draft picks on offense. Pacheco and Rasheed Rice are both first and second year players. They just keep, they've nailed a couple drafts here when most teams after the quarterback rookie scale contract runs out, have to make tough decisions on guys like Tyree kill. And then they go into a lull for a while. The chiefs landed like eight or nine impactful players over two drafts. And they've maintained a dynasty through Patrick Mahomes having the biggest cap hit in the NFL. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't let the Vikings front out, like whether they do or don't bring Kirk cousins back. They have to be better in these drafts. Land some impactful defensive players, for God's sakes. Like, land, land a, an edge rusher. Land a defensive tackle for the first time in right. however many years. Right. Well, I mean, hell, Pacheco, what? Sixth-round draft pick, right? Mm-hmm. Sixth now, or seventh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's where you find your running back. Like, that. that's the and, – and that's the thing is the Chiefs have sort of perfected the art. But I'm just saying as far as the normal team, i.e. San Fran, uh, gets a quarterback on a rookie contract. Now, in Purdy's case, it's incredibly cheap because he, he's the last pick of his draft class. But, you know, the point is they have room to build around. I, I just, I don't know. We always discuss this, but I don't know what the Wolves, like, I know they want to be competitive and I know they want to make the playoffs, but do they watch that game last night and still hold on to, to their uh, Giants if you just make the tournament? Like, do how do you watch that game and say, if you just make it, you're like, you know what? You're probably fortunate, the normal team, to win a playoff game. I have a nugget about this for the second episode of Purple Daily today, which is essentially, if you're watching that game last night and you even go back multiple Super Bowls, there should be a couple very clear paths that you're aiming for here. And so we'll we'll get into that on the second Beautiful episode of Purple Daily today. I do have a mock draft for you guys before we go I away here. Mock. Mock. Presented by our friends at Zero Res, helping to deep clean your homes. When's the last time you did more than just vacuum and like a light dusting? Okay. Mm. You might be living in filth and you don't even know it. Yeah. Call Zero Res today. Ask for the Score North special, which is three rooms zero resified, starting at just $119 and a free hallway as well. And you can also take $75 off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. That's 9520res or zeroresminnesota.com. Say you want the Score North special. 
Spell it forward or backwards, it spells the same. Zero res. We have a three-round mock from The Athletic today, dudes. Here we go. Three rounds. Here we go. Just busting out of the gate here. Nick Baumgartner is the mocker. Nicky. Nicky. Nicholas. All right. Chicago Bears, Caleb Williams. Washington Commanders, Drake May. New England Patriots, Marvin Harrison Jr. Cardinals take Malik Neighbors, wide receiver LSU. Oh, boy. Chargers take Brock Bowers, the Georgia tight end. Giants take Joe Alt, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame. Titans take Olufashanu from Penn State. Tackle. And then the Falcons take Jaden Daniels with the eighth overall oh, pick. Okay. Okay. It says this should be his floor in the draft. A team could jump Atlanta via trade, but they have him falling to eight. Hmm. Interesting. So no trades here so far. I don't know if he has any trades. I'm not sure what Nick Baumgartner's game plan is here. Nick, you got to have trades, dude. You got to make trades. Uh, Nicky. Chicago Bears take Roma Dunze, the wide receiver from Washington. The Jets take J.C. Latham, the offensive tackle from Bama. And that puts the Vikings on the clock at 11. Give me some time. That's right. Where they select out of the University of Alabama, edge rusher, Dallas Turner. I'll read you the write-up here. Hunter is about to hit free agency, so while Flores did a a great job for the Vikings last year, he does need help. Turner is 6'4", 252 pounds, the most athletic edge in the draft with a ton of twitch and burst. I love twitch. Football. Burst too, especially twitch. Yeah. Not dissimilar to Will Anderson Jr., his ex-Alabama teammate. Quarterback could also be in play here. And then J.J. McCarthy goes right after this to the Broncos at 12. Oh, interesting. I um, Now, again, I got to think that if Jaden Daniels starts to fall that, that much. Someone's I, going. Someone's well, going up. And the Chargers are bailing on the pick, right? Like, think about what the Chargers could get. If Jaden Daniels is there at five, mm-hmm. are you going to take a player – or are you going to say, you know what, we are gonna we're gonna get an absolute haul in a trade? So here's the rest. Okay, here's the second round. So no other quarterbacks. So four quarterbacks in the first twelve picks with JJ McCarthy. Okay, and then Bo Nix goes thirty four to the Patriots. He seems like a Patriot. He does seem like a Patriot. <laughs> if you were to guess, who does Bo Nix and like? Mac Jones in downtown oh. Boston? God, Sam Adams. And then with the 42nd overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings, according to the Athletics, select Michael Penix Jr. from Washington. Oh, I want a mock! Right. Says, we'll see what happens with Kirk Cousins, but the Vikings have too much talent on offense to waste more time with uncertainty at quarterback. Penix had a worse senior bowl week than Knicks, frankly, but he was the most confident vertical passer in America last year and showed terrific toughness and perseverance throughout his college career. There you go. Bonix, Mac Jones, stopping at Duncan every morning when they carpool to the facility. I could see it. Bonix and Mac Jones, just two quarterbacks slinging it. Um, I'm getting farther and farther away from the second round thing, the Penix thing. 
I just you're out uh, on Penix. We are all very excited that no, semifinal no, no. game. Nope, nope. I'm not out. I'm not out. I'm just getting it. Like I'm trying to think of what the Vikings would do. Like I, I guess if Jaden Daniels starts to fall, I have a hard time believing that that there's not serious competition that includes them to go up and get him. Like if he gets past three and then four, and now the Chargers at five, the Chargers have a quarterback. They've got you know. They, they've definitely got some needs that they could fill with with more draft picks. Um, I'm not out on Penix. I'm more out on the scenario that the Vikings would just wait until the second round. Yeah, you 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 pick up the phone. You pick up the phone. Have you guys gotcha. seen the trend with millennials and or Gen Zers of how they answer phones on TikTok? With you? how would you how do you guys with your hand signal? How would you answer your phone? I how don't answer. answer I don't answer my. Okay, phone. but but play along with my game here, if you will. <laughs> how would you answer your phone with your hand? You know, with like just your hand, the universal sign. Yeah, just your just your hand. I want to do an experiment now with you guys. What do you mean? Like, how would I this. pick up my phone? Yeah. Or? What's 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 the universal sign to your hand from your ear to your face without touching your phone? Without oh, touching like, your phone. Like what is this the sign right here? Like that. Oh. Okay. Judd, how would you do? Would you do the same thing? Um, maybe. I I don't even know if I have one. Apparently, Gen Zers do this because they've never they don't they don't know what a hand what an actual. Oh, like you know, the hand handset phone. phone. Oh, so yeah. They, they, they're going like this where everyone, millennials. So and, for the audio audience, the, the sign I'm using is like the thumb up and the pinky out, yep, right? Yep, yep. Old school. So millennials yep. are using a flat hand. Flat but, hand. But, but I'm a millennial, though. No, no, and no. You're a, and you're a millennial. Gen, Gen Zers. So millennials, Gen-Zers. we do this. Gen yes. Zers do the hand. Because they only had, they only, only grew up with actual iPhones. Like their first phone, like okay. my first phone was a flip phone. I called yeah. my dad from a pay phone to pick me up one time. Like that. Yeah. They, they do this. Everyone else does this. So I'm picking up the phone, Quasi. I'm doing this. There's no Gen Z talking. Do, here, do okay? people like way back? If you were like born in the early 1900s and your your first phone in the 1930s, like are you you're grabbing the yeah you're four one two please. Ah, see those they had party lines right where you would yeah you'd be like one of 20 different families would be sharing the yeah, same past, line or yep, whatever it was. You could stories. Yep. You pick up the phone and listen on someone's conversation. Which is Incredible. what they're doing to you right now, anyways, Judd. That's what the government. Right. Yeah, that's right. Where's my tinfoil hat? <laughs> so, all right, Michael Penix in the second round there from the Athletic, and that's your mock for the day. More trades and mocks, please. More trades and mocks. I'm getting very tired of all of these people Dude, doing it. By I want to see also if you're going to do these like these seven round mockers where you're just throwing do trades because you know how many trades happen on the third day of the draft. Everyone's just like. Slicing and dicing. <laughs> Vikings move back nine different times, pick up some extra seventh round picks. I would prefer that you do if, if you are if you are going to do three rounds, I would prefer that you do just one round and make trades. Like three rounds to me is useless unless you're gonna make trades. Sure. So if if you're like, well, I don't have the time to do three rounds, then I'd say, okay, then just do one, but make trades in the first round. They do have Spencer Rattler as the next quarterback coming off the board, 77th to the Raiders. And then uh, Michael Michael Pratt from Tulane to the Seahawks in the third round, too. Yeah, I think so that would be, what, six, eight quarterbacks in the first three rounds? Well, and and like I said, the the word on the street, if if you keep your ear to the ground, is that the 2025 QB draft is not seen as as that strong. So I do think that's going to create an urgency, good or bad. It might be bad, but it's going to create more more of an urgency to take quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah, well, that makes makes some sense. Uh, So, okay, we're going to get a second episode uh, also posted here today, uh, anywhere you find Purple Daily, in which I will will give you some 
quarterback stuff that might shock you. Maybe not. It shouldn't shock you anyways, like you guys, because we've been talking about this stuff. But uh, be on the lookout for a second episode. And also a Score North Twin Show. The Twins made a trade this weekend. So we'll talk about that on the Score North Twin Show. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Purple Daily. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.